Good morning, Path of Warren podcast. This is Matt Warren. Today is episode 179. Beautiful day. It's April 28th, 2021. Hope you are having a wonderful day. It's about 7.30 in the morning, headed to work. I was able to... Share last night at a AA meeting, I gave the lead, um, you know, the opening 10 minute qualification. And I wanted to share a little bit about that. I also have a few quotes that I've heard recently in the rooms, and I really want to just kind of read through those and talk about them for a second. Um, Some of the things that really stuck out in my mind. A gentleman shared yesterday in our DA meeting and and gave his qualification. It was really powerful. I really enjoyed it. And he said one thing. He said, you know, you you probably heard the the saying when you're backed into a corner, people either fight, 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 flight, or freeze. You know, they they want to fight the problem. They want to run from the problem, you know. They flee the problem or they freeze and don't do anything. And this guy said that he froze when it came to his money bottom. When he hit his bottom with finances and money, he just froze. Um, and I can totally relate to that. I told, I shared in my share about that. That was a very powerful statement for me and how I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know who to talk to about this kind of stuff. And I just froze <laughs> when I realized that my this guy named Jeb, who I can't even stand to say the name anymore, <laughs> but I've worked through that resentment. Um, when I was trusting him to be a financial advisor, but I realized he was buddy-buddy with my this attorney who was I believe out to get me at the time. Um, You know, I shared everything with this guy. He knew all of my money situation, everything. And I felt like there there were one or two instances, at least when I was sharing with him, when I realized he probably doesn't have my best interests at heart. He He was the guy who set me up with the banker who gave me the huge $180,000 loan. And when that happened, um, from that point on, when I realized, like, once I couldn't pay the loan back, um, I could not pay the interest payments. I was late on most of them. They were drafting them out of my account, and then I ran out of money. And I had this huge balloon payment due of the principal, this entire line of credit. Um, He was then looking, like I I believe then his best interest was to protect that banker because this guy Jeb was the guy who persuaded the banker to um, give me a lot of credit that was unsecured anyway. So I felt like, and that was obviously becoming clear that he 
was he wanted to make sure his buddy was taken care of so that when he brought the next Matt Warren to this banker, the banker would give him the loan. And, you know, I'm sorry if I messed that up for him, but you probably shouldn't be given 33-year-olds, I don't care how smooth smoother, smooth of a talker they are, you probably should, you shouldn't give them $180,000. Um, anyway, moving on. My point is I froze. I froze just like the fight or flight or freeze. I had nowhere to run. I had no way of fighting it because I had no money to pay for lawyers and no, no way of talking to people because I was fucked up, excuse my language, but I was, you know, on drugs and alcohol and mentally, emotionally unstable because my granddad died and all those things. So basically all I could do was freeze and it just piled up and, uh, as they say in recovery, you know, you might be sober, but you still have the shit storm coming behind you in, uh, you know, debt and finances and legal issues um, and people that want their money or whatever, you know, you, you, relationships that are falling apart. You still have all of this shit storm, they call it, that has to be dealt with once you get sober. And that is where the sponsor comes in. He helps you work through those very specific, he knows all the ins and outs of your situation and he can guide you just like he guided me, my sponsor guided me. Um, The other thing I, I wanted to randomly talk about was this guy said, I was one bad haircut away from being unlovable. Wow. (laughs) The reason why I used to pay $45 every three weeks was, you know, for my haircut was because I could not stand the thought of not having a good haircut um, because people wouldn't like me. You know, everything was tied up and my self-esteem was tied up in my haircut. I know it sounds crazy, but once I paid the tip, to this guy and tried to schedule time to go get the haircut from this guy named Van. It was nuts. <laughs> it was absolutely nuts because I was like trying to get him to meet up with me to give me a haircut. It was such an inconvenience to my schedule and because I had to work around his schedule and then I had to pay some uh, absorbent amount, $45 for a freaking haircut every three weeks that today I'm so glad and I've been doing this now for about a year and a half once I started to track my money and see where my money was going and get on a spending plan and really start working DA I started going to the $12 cost cutters and they do a fantastic job they have an app where I can check in you know, when I'm thinking about going, I can check in, see how long the wait is. I can go eat my lunch in the parking lot. I'm already checked in. I can go in there, get a haircut, tip the guy $3 or the lady $3. And $15 later, I'm out the door. <laughs> that, you know, I was paying three times as much for a haircut. Three times as much for a haircut. And as vulnerable as that is, 
feels to me right now to expose this. It was all wrapped up in sex and love. I wanted validation. I wanted people to say, man, you look good. Your haircut looks so good. It's like I didn't know it for myself. So I needed that love from other people. I needed people to say, you look so good. Your hair looks so good. And if, it, if heaven forbid, the haircut was off, it was jacked up because I went to some cheap haircut place is what I thought. It would ruin me for three weeks. It would ruin me for four weeks until my hair grew back out. Like this idea, this concept of, hey, Matt, it's okay. It'll grow back out. Worst case scenario, give it three weeks. It'll grow back out. Um, it's really changed today. Today, I'm no longer one bad haircut away from being lovable, you know, unlovable. I am lovable. I love myself today. I have affirmations that I give myself every day in my journal. I write three affirmations of, of what I am proud of myself for, what I did good, what I'm affirming myself for. The last thing that I'll leave you with is a, is a saying that I heard on the six o'clock meeting last night. This guy who was given his qualifications said, I learned that trauma is when our realities are not seen or known. Let that sink in. You know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Trauma is when our realities are not seen or known. Whether that's sexual abuse, whether that's you know somebody growing up who's gay who doesn't know that they're gay and can't expose their realities, they just know something's off. Whether it's bisexual, whether it's you know you can't expose the world that your parents are fighting at night and you're a young child uh, whatever these things are that are your realities not being able to be seen or let these problems out you know you can't let them be known that is trauma so I feel so good today. I feel so whole. I was able to share last night on the 10 step promises and how they've come true for me and AA. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Check out our podcast. Uh, hit subscribe up on our podcast if you found this uh, beneficial or check out our website at pathtowarren.com. Pathtowarren.com. Hope you have a wonderful day. Remember, as mom always says, make your contribution. Thanks.